I've been wrestling with this idea for a while now. When I launched Geek 4 in late August 2020, the original idea was to combine interviews and audio essays. I wanted to talk to people about the things they're passionate about, and I wanted to share reflections on things I'm passionate about. So far, I've only done a handful of audio essays. British Comedy, Mystery Science Theater 3000. I've had a topic I've been working on for a few months, but each time I sit down to plot it out, I realize this is just too big for one audio essay. And that's my love for the works of David Lynch. Through the darkness of future past, the magician longs to see one chance out between two worlds. Fire, walk with me. David Lynch is one of my favorite directors. I come back to his works again and again, whether it's the dense, impenetrable films like Eraserhead, Inland Empire, or Lost Highway, or the more accessible works like The Straight Story or The Haunting the Elephant Man, or the challenging ones that skirt the line, Blue Velvet, Weld at Heart, Mulholland Drive, or Twin Peaks, which is the work of his I've come back to most often. There's this idea out there of what a David Lynch film is, weird, experimental, trippy, and there are certainly those elements of things in his body of work. But that's not the full story. I'm hard-pressed to name another active director whose work is as eclectic and varied, from the highly conceptual and experimental to the commercial and the personal. One aspect of Lynch's work that continues to fascinate me is his depiction of the seemingly ideal polite society, whether the white picket fence town in Blue Velvet or the picturesque town of Twin Peaks, as merely a facade covering up a repressed dark underbelly. And that for him, life is the tension between the dark and the light, and a little person in a red suit dancing and talking backwards. Lynch is a director famously reticent about defining meaning in his works. Believe it or not, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film. Mm -hmm. uh, well, elaborate on that. No. He seems to enjoy being cagey and relishes skirting discussions about symbolism, choosing instead to let his work speak for itself. For some, this is frustrating and contributes to that perception of Lynch as a director who goes out of his way to be difficult. For others, it's an invitation to come back to these works again and again, to re-engage with the films in the knowledge that there is still something left to figure out. So over the course of the next few months, I'm gonna do a series of audio essays on the works of David Lynch. I don't know how many. I don't know how frequently I'll be able to get them out. I don't know if I'm going to look at all of his works or just the ones I love the most. I do know that I will continue to conduct interviews with people about their fandoms, but will intersperse these Geek for Lynch episodes as they're completed. I also know that I'm going to start with the work that introduced me to David Lynch 30 years ago, Twin Peaks. Honestly, there's so much that I want to say about Twin Peaks, it very well may be a multi-parter. I mean, there's at least half an hour to say about that horrible sweater Billy Zane wore in season two, right? 
This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. If you have questions or comments, I'm pretty active on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MWBoyce. And I'd love to hear from you. In fact, I'd love to hear about your first experience with a David Lynch film. Or if you have something that you'd like me to talk about in Twin Peaks, let me know. Why you like some coffee?